opinions expressed by Jose Burgos or any of the guests on this show are solely their opinion and their opinion alone. Their opinions do not reflect the opinions of any of the sponsors or other parties involved in the recording of this show. Do not repeat any opinion expressed by Jose Burgos as a specific endorsement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. His expression of his opinion on this show is purely for informational purposes. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Jose here, and I want to welcome you to the very first episode of Talking in Bits. This is a weekly, I'm aiming for Wednesday here, this is a weekly episode that I'm going to dedicate to specifically talking about Bitcoin. Um, I've been very, very interested in Bitcoin lately. Um, It seems like everybody's interested in in, in Bitcoin lately, Um, but I've actually went further than most have gone when it comes to this information because, you know... To the consumer level, this is a speculative asset, but to me, it's a lot deeper than that. It's a technology. It's something that people should know about. So the more you know about that investment that you're about to make, not only do the more comfortable you feel about it, but the more you understand where it is that you're putting your money in. So I want to welcome you to episode one. Um, I plan to grow this thing right now. You guys are just going to hear me and what I know about it. But the really cool part about this is, is I'm going to be learning with you guys in the process because um, although I know more than your average person and you guys will, you know, hopefully get the benefit of that, there's still so much I don't know and many things I don't understand. So the idea of this Wednesday segment is for us to go down the rabbit hole together. You're going to hear me say the term go down the rabbit hole a lot, by the way, but that's not because <laughs> it's because it's exactly what it is. There's certain interest and in certain topics, and I'm sure if you've felt this before, where when you start to learn about it, it's like Eureka. It's like, how come I didn't know this my whole life? Uh, and that's what Bitcoin has done to me. I've blown way past the investor level. Uh, I'm not worried about how much U.S. dollars I'm going to get back, and hopefully you guys will hear or figure out why. Um, I'm actually more interested in the technology. I'm actually more invested in buying little pieces of the Mona Lisa. That may not make sense to you now, uh, what I'm trying to say, but it will hopefully, you know, if you continue to listen to the podcast and get information. For now, you're going to hear simply just me, because this is literally just a brand new project that I want to work on and that I'm excited about. Um, but in the future, expect guests uh, all over the spectrum of Bitcoin, like the technical guys, the investor guys, uh, and that type of thing. So I'm super excited about that. But just to start getting this information out there, just so you guys can have your mind blown just like I have I've had my mind blown, um, I really, really want to do this Wednesday segment. So once again, talking in bits. Um, I still will give you the weekly Jose Burgos podcast conversations because I love having those conversations and I think there's a lot of value in being able to talk to a full assortment of people and not just specific to Bitcoin, but I still think people need to know about Bitcoin, whether they choose to you know, invest in it, whether they choose to you know, hodler is what they call it, whether they choose to hold on to this for the long term, you still need to know about this technology so you can make a more informed decision. And hopefully I can help you guys get there. So I jumped in a little bit about Bitcoin before how I jumped into Bitcoin. So, um, and remember guys, you know, feel free if anybody's listening to uh, fact check me on this stuff. This is all coming kind of off the head, the stuff that I do know. Um, I may be off by like say year or an amount or something like that, but I try to at least get the point across so you guys can understand, you know, um, the point that I'm trying to make. But in 2008, I believe, um, during one of the, one of the bigger financial crises, 
um, that we've seen, you know, an anonymous person, Satoshi Nakamoto, basically went on a cypherpunk email uh, list and um, dropped the white papers for what would be Bitcoin. Now, white papers are basically just research papers, basically the outline, the blueprint for what it is that his vision is. And the cool thing about Satoshi is, is it could be a he, it could be a her, it could be a group. Um, completely dropped it and, you know, shortly after that just became anonymous completely. Uh, nobody to this day can claim um, that they know Satoshi. Uh, some people have exchanged emails with him, of course, or her or it or the group. <laughs> but that's the really cool part about it. So anyways, the problem they were aiming to solve was, you know, centralized banking, centralized finances. Uh, so they designed a type of cryptocurrency. Um, I believe crypto is Greek for secret. Or, you know, one of those uh, older languages for secret. And then uh, cryptocurrency and then currency, obviously, finance. So it was digital money. It was, you know, secret money in a sense. So anybody would be able to transact with anybody in the world um, with a very secure system that has an open ledger, which is a blockchain. Um, and I don't want to get too complicated on this, hopefully... You know, throughout time through these episodes, we could spread these things out and talk about them individually. But they basically created, or Satoshi basically offered up a system um, to be able to verify transactions with 100% certainty. And there's value in that because, you know, when you include a middle person or a middle entity like the bank uh, that's backed by the federal government, you grant a lot of power to those people in the situations where you see where, you know, on a lighter note, you get, you know, fees to your ATM every time you want to um, pull money, your own money out of an account. Um, sometimes you can't even do a certain amount of transactions with your account um, because of these silly rules and this centralized way of doing it. But on the more serious cases that you've heard before, you see people that get frozen out of their accounts completely. So imagine opening your account um, in the morning and being able to, you know, see, I got $10,000 and by the afternoon, you're completely frozen out of that account for a silly reason that they decided to make up. Um, that's the problem with centralized. And that's not to include the fact that when you partner that up with the Fed, with the government, they can actually do what they've done in this past year, 2020, and basically, you know, continue to print money. And if there's one thing about finances, I highly recommend the book, The Bitcoin Standard. Uh, go check it out. It's going to it's gonna really give you like a, a, a primer for the rabbit hole is what I like to say, because it really you know, talks about value and what makes things valuable from, you know, seashells to gold, um, the scarcity of things uh, and being able to, you know, transfer it easy. All the things that make up really good value, uh, Bitcoin has basically solved. Uh, and that's what makes it valuable in a, in a quick, um, you know, explanation of it. But there's so many things that make it valuable. So anyway, Satoshi created this, you know, this system that was basically... Um, you know, it, it was a blockchain bill system with a ledger that everybody would have access to so everybody can verify transactions, meaning it's 100% open, meaning that um, you and I have, in the example with the ATMs and the example with the frozen accounts, as long as we have our Bitcoin safeguarded, um, that's another episode that we could talk about, how to secure your Bitcoins, um, that's super important. Then it's literally the analogy that I like to use and that I've heard is digging um, gold in the backyard. Right. So when you think about your Bitcoin or the best example that at 2020 has kind of shown us is that Bitcoin is gold 2.0 or variant of a, a, a better version of gold, because, you know, well, the obvious example, if I want to send gold to somebody in, in, you know, in the south of the United States and I'm in the northeast, 
it's you know going to incur security risk. It's going to incur weight and probably going to need some trucks, depending how much it is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so Bitcoin is actually a sharper version of that type of value exchange. Um, that's another different type of rabbit hole we can go to. Um, but when the banks continue to print that money, inflation happens. And we kind of get trapped in the system, which is what excites me. It's the system that I've been trapped in, the one that... You know, the the common people, I guess, would, would, would have to deal with, which is we save, 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 but we never seem to be able to come out of the hole. There's always that next thing or there's always that fee or there's always that tax or, or there's always that ability for our savings to basically be wiped off the map. Um, so when I got into the Bitcoin rabbit hole and when I, you know, read the Bitcoin standard and understood what value exchange is from a financial perspective, um, I started to see that this thing is the truth. So a little bit about me and Bitcoin. Um, I was one of the 2019 guys. What I mean by the 2019 guys is um, every four or so years ago, now anybody can fact check me on this. I'm not into the the history of it for, say, for financial purposes, but every four years, there's a bull market, which means this thing, uh, the price of Bitcoin spikes up. So in 2017, right? Yes, in 2017, if I said 2019, I, I'll edit that out or excuse that. 2017 was the last one, I believe. Um, a, buddy, a really good buddy of mine has told me to get in, but I was thinking about this as a stock market thing. So I put, you know, put some money in, and it was so volatile at the time because it went off a cliff a little bit after I went in. Um, that I immediately pulled whatever I had left out because I was seeing this thing as a stock, right? I was seeing this thing as a, I want to, you know, 10x my money or 5x my money. That's the wrong way to go into Bitcoin. Um, so like I said in the beginning or earlier in this episode, I think about it more now, this time around, like I'm buying pieces of the Mona Lisa. And the reason I like that analogy is because, you know, there's a reason why people still buy paintings, especially, you know, high, you know, high ones and, and famous ones like the Mona Lisa, there's a reason why these things get paid for. And it's because, you know, their scarcity, their value goes up over time because there is only one Mona Lisa, right? So things that are valuable are usually rare in the world, hard for you to get. So now with the, um, you know, the bigger companies coming into the Bitcoin space in 2020, uh, the one that I want to focus on in this point is Cash App. Um, Cash App made it so you can literally just buy small pieces of the Mona Lisa. Because remember, it's extremely difficult to buy a Bitcoin for the average person at $19,000, um, which is what it was uh, back in October of, of, of 2020 when I jumped back in. It was about $19,000. Um, at, at this recording, it's booming and it's at $32,000. So I'm not the only one that's caught on to this. Uh, this is no secret. This is no surprise. But the aim of this podcast is, or this segment of the podcast is, it's not to try to, to um, it's not to try to tell you that this is brand new and that I've discovered something that you can't discover. It's to be able to clear the murky water of what Bitcoin is. Because if there's one thing I know about myself is, I'm very, you know, I'm very skeptic. I, 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 you know, I go into this and I analyze things top to bottom. Uh, I think my friends respect that a lot about me. I think um, my family respects that uh, of me. My wife probably hates it because that means I go down many rabbit holes. But what I aim to do with this podcast is be able to provide you with the clean, simple information that can at least help you make a better decision when it comes to Bitcoin. Because although I understand why it's important and I'm sold in, 
I'm also a, a specific type of person, meaning that I was the guy, the young kid that was installing the AOL for my parents because they had no idea how to install programs in the computer. And I was just a young kid. Doing it. So I'm interested in the technology of Bitcoin. I'm interested in the blockchain. And if you were buying the Mona Lisa, you want to know as much about it as possible and you want to know if it's genuine. If you were buying collectible cars, you want to make sure that it's not a fraud and you bought the actual collectible car. This is the system for me that does that when it comes to finances. If you want to know how much somebody is worth, you just have to go on the blockchain and check it out. And that's why I'm super interested in this. But the cool thing is, is that you get the benefit of being able to know what it is in a simple fashion, hopefully, um, and be able to make an infor- an, 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 a, a future decision for yourself to be able to get out of that rabbit hole, man. And um, that rabbit hole is basically thinking what I was thinking, which is what the majority of Americans think. And, and you know, it's not bad. It works out for some people. But it's, you know, I think Michael Saylor, uh, uh, CEO of MicroStrategy, somebody could check me on that. I think that's true. He says something about an ice cube melting. Um, and, and that's what money is inside of your savings account. And that's what money is... Um, Theoretically, it's basically just a melting ice cube. Is it going to be 10 years? Is it going to be 20 years? I don't know. I'm not telling you, I'm not even enticing you to do any type of decision because I'm not a financial advisor that you're not 100% comfortable with. It's 100% my job, though, to at least let you know what I'm learning so that you can maybe possibly make the best decision of your life. That's my key. That's the whole point of this podcast. And I don't want them to be long unless I have a guest and we have something to talk about. Because I think this is something that should be taken in in pieces. There's a lot to this, um, not only on an emotional level, um, when it comes to um, making the decisions, you know, to basically put some money into this, um, the the, the vitality of it. I can never say that word right. but, you know, how it goes up and how it goes down how and how you may need to be patient and have strong poker hands. Um, it's a family decision, right? Like, I talk to my wife about everything. I'm sure whoever's listening to this and they have a significant other would do the same. Um, this is just one of those things where when technology meets a problem and tackles it in a near-perfect fashion. This is one of those situations. This is email. I remember seeing the interview. I forgot what news... Um, TV show it was or, or, or what daytime uh, talk show it was but they were making fun of the at logo on the email so the, the guy was just there was just two ladies and a gentleman um, probably Roker or something like that I don't know but basically you know he what, what's, the, what's this at thing what, what, what does it mean this A around the thing and then the young lady was like it's an at logo that's what they tell me that's what this is um, so I want to explain to you what the at logo is um, I basically wrote in one of my latest um, uh, book recommendations, which was the Bitcoin standard. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to go check that out, you just go to spotlightcoalitionbooks.substack.com and I give weekly power reads. Um, I'm an avid reader for those who don't know. But in the Bitcoin standard um, and that whole uh, uh, recommendation, I talk about, you know, the matrix. If anybody has ever seen the matrix, you know, he had the red pill, he had the blue pill, red pill takes you down the rabbit hole, blue pill, you know, you everything is back to normal. Um, I hope to solve, I hope to describe to you what the at is <laughs> on the email analogy and hopefully um, make you be- make you decide on the right pill, which is most likely probably going to be the red pill. At least I would argue it is. Um, I've taken the red pill. I'm going down. Um, this time I'm in it for a better reason for the technology of it. I understand it better. I am hyped like everybody else is that this thing is becoming more valuable and more recognized. A lot of big companies jumped in in 2020. Um, you're not late to the game. I know a lot of people 
excluding myself, have that fear of missing out. That's actually normal when it comes to investing. Um, even when it comes to fiat investment, when a company like Tesla starts to do what they've done this year, um, there's obviously going to be that fear of missing out. So, you know, prices are going to inflate because people want to get in there and make that go, uh, as high as possible. Um, but yeah, I, it, <laughs> it's when you go down the rabbit hole, you're going to really discover a lot of things that, you know, 2020, you know, forces you to realize. And if you don't want to realize it, then you can take the blue pearl and you can go back to sleep. But Guys, um, please stick around. Once again, I appreciate you guys as always. The Jose Burgos podcast is still going to be uh, pushing out weekly conversations with some of the greatest you know, people that I have the pleasure of talking to um, and that are, are, are voluntary enough to be able to give me their time. Uh, but these Wednesday episodes, if you like these, reach out to me. I'm usually on Twitter. That's the only thing that I have actually installed on my phone. But you can email me. You can find me in different various fashions. Let me know you want, what you want to know about Bitcoin, what you want about this conversation, uh, uh, these Wednesday conversations to be. I'll try to keep them under 20 minutes and short because I think the rabbit hole deserves small pieces. I am still learning. This is something that I want you guys to keep in mind. My word is not gospel. Um, I'm not a financial advisor. I just get interested in technology as I've done since a young man um, I'm interested in this technology and it just could, so happens to be able it just so happens to be the best storage of wealth device that's ever been created all in one shot so hopefully I could you know relay that information to you guys and you guys could also um, give it everything you got I appreciate you guys as always. Please rate, share, and subscribe to Jose Burgos Podcast. Um, check out the conversations on Thursdays. I usually post them. And if you're not interested in that, definitely come back and listen to Thinking in Bits. That's the name for now. If I get blocked from that or something happens, then whatever. But I still have this segment here, whatever it's called, because this Bitcoin thing is a, a it's an internet thing. It's a once in a lifetime thing. It's one of those things that come around. I don't know about you, my age group. I wasn't around before the internet. AOL was my introduction to the internet. So it's you know it, 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 this is this could be the introduction to the decision that helps you buy pieces of the Mona Lisa. Um, so you can actually pass on generational wealth and how you can avoid that melting ice cube that's sitting uh, in an account somewhere like mine was. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. Later. Later.